What does it mean to find your healthiest self? I'm Gwen Merva, and welcome to the Fit Body Healthy Soul podcast. If you're ready to take the next step toward a healthier you, or trying to figure out where to start on your health journey, you're in the right place. I'm here to meet you where you are, give you practical ways to make room for what brings you joy, while adding healthy habits to your life, and cheer you on along the way. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to back to the Fit Body Healthy Soul podcast. Thank you for listening, and I'm so pumped that you're here. Today, we're going to jump into four habits to kick off your healthy living journey. The last episode, we talked about getting our mind right and getting it ready to make changes and rewriting the stories that we're telling ourselves. We talked about how we are letting go of thoughts and mindsets that hold us back and choosing our words to empower our minds to move toward action. Now that we have our mind right, we're ready. Let's get started into those four healthy habits. But before we get started, I want you to know a few things first. First, this is your journey. Only you know what works for you and the life that you're living. You get to choose what's next in your journey. Second, when you choose to add healthy habits, take it slow. You are here to make long-lasting, impactful change. So start with one or two habits on the list of one or two habits to add into your life, and then gradually add in habits as you're ready. According to behavior scientist and Stanford researcher B.J. Fogg, the best way to make lasting life change is slow and steady. Fogg tells us to start with tiny habits to make a new habit as easy as possible in the beginning. And I couldn't agree more. We are most successful at adding new habits into our lives when we do it a couple at a time. When we try to make too many changes at once or do a complete overhaul of our life, the process can become overwhelming and intimidating. And that's not what we want to do here. We want to be confident as we move forward and we take our next steps toward our healthiest selves. So let's start with small changes to kick off your healthy living journey. Also, I want to help guide you through this process. That's why I'm closing out 2021 with the Healthy Fit Finish Challenge. I would love to equip you and encourage you to finish 2021 strong. You don't have to wait until January to add healthy habits into your life. You don't have to wait to be a healthier version of you. You deserve to take steps toward your healthiest self right now. So let's get started Monday, November 15th. You can sign up for the challenge at fitbodyhealthysoul.com or at the link that's in the show notes. Now let's get going. This process of habit changing and adding habits into our lives requires grace. Grace for the people around you as they get used to your new habits and priorities, and more importantly, grace for yourself. We're not robots. We're not expected to be perfect. So if you miss a day, fine. Start back the next day. If you miss a few days to enjoy a vacation or a special holiday, cool. Start up when you return to your normal schedule, but give yourself grace. Pick yourself up and keep going. Every step forward brings you to your healthier self. So let's get started with those healthy habits we were talking about. Let's start with the first pillar of the Fit Body Healthy Soul Framework, which is moving your body. So there are so many great benefits to moving your body. 
When I exercise regularly, my mood is better, I have more energy, and my body aches less. Oh, and I sleep well. And I don't know about you, but who couldn't use more sleep, more energy, less aches, and a better mood? And here's the best part. To take advantage of these benefits, it takes about 30 minutes a day of moving our body. And you can even break down those 30 minutes into three 10-minute increments. So I, I think we can all find 10 minutes in our day to move our body, which leads me to our first habit. Let's add 10 minutes of movement three times a day or one 30-minute movement session two days over the next week. Yes, I said two days. Remember, we're starting small and sustainable. We want these habits to stick. So also, choose a form of exercise that you love. Please, please, please let go of workouts that you do not enjoy or you don't look forward to. You see, you don't need to move your body like me or the, your latest fitness inspiration on Instagram, your best friend, or your spouse. It's time for you to find movements that you love, that you look forward to, and that work for your body. It can be a 10-minute walk, a run, a circuit of push-ups, sit-ups, and squats, an online workout, Pilates or yoga, whatever it is, whatever you want, choose 10 minutes to move a day, three times a day and move. Choose that time and move your body. And if moving three times a day seems overwhelming, that's okay too. Start where you are. If you're going from zero movement to moving, why don't you just try moving 10 minutes a day? Give yourself a week or so and then move your body for 10 minutes twice a day. Or you can even extend that 10 minutes to 20. But whatever it is you choose to do, Commit to that time and move your body. You see, the key to success here is to plan when you're going to move your body and start moving. One of my favorite books about habits is Atomic Habits by James Clear. In the book, he mentions that we are more successful when we habit stack. And habit stacking is when you attach a new habit, like walking, to existing habits like brushing your teeth, eating lunch, or going to bed. For example, if you want to add a 10-minute walk to your day, consider adding your walk to your lunchtime. More specifically, you're going to eat lunch, then go for a 10-minute walk. This means that every time you eat lunch, you know that you're going to go on a 10-minute walk. And let's be real, I eat lunch every day. And taking a walk would boost my energy level and help me tackle my afternoon duties. So that's one way to add in exercise by habit stacking to something we're already doing. So I encourage you to find a habit that you're already doing, like brushing your teeth or eating lunch or even going to bed, that you can add some movement to your day next to. Now that we've covered moving your body, let's dive into eating well. I'm super passionate about food and eating. I love food. I love all kinds of food. And I love my people. So I want you to do something with me. I want you to let go of diets. Let go of food restriction and everything else that you know about food. And let's start over. Food is food. It's not good or bad. It's just food. And there's a place for all of it. And I don't mean you can eat anything at any time. We should listen to our bodies and fuel them based on our needs. You see, most of my life, I've watched people that I love struggle with their relationship with food and dieting. 
I've had friends with eating disorders since we were teens. I've watched them go through hard times as teenagers and through college and as adults. I have loved ones that didn't recognize their disordered eating till they saw it in someone else. Y'all, I have friends and family that don't eat carbs at all for the sake of being skinny. And here's what I have to tell you. You don't have to do that. Carbs are not the problem. You see, diet culture in our world, it's everywhere. And it's more pervasive than we want to admit. But here's the thing. Diets and restriction, they don't work. And if they did, we wouldn't need to keep talking about healing our relationships with food. There's so much more about food than I can cover in this episode. But now that you have a glimpse of my passion for food and kicking diet culture to the curb, let's move on to our eating well, healthy habit. Focus on your food while you're eating. This one's completely free. Just put down your phone, turn off your TV, and sit down and enjoy your food. No, really. When was the last time you ate a meal without the TV on in the background, texting with a friend, or perusing social media? Or worse, while sitting at your keyboard, typing and working, like I did in my former career. You see, multitasking, it can be helpful. These activities can also distract you from the task at hand, which is being present while you're eating. Taking a few minutes to slow down, listen to your body, and enjoy your food will help you relax Experience the different flavors and textures on your plate and let you know when you're full. This exercise also helps you become more aware of what you're eating and how it makes your body feel. And listening to our bodies and learning how they feel when we eat is very, very important to trusting what our bodies are telling us. And we'll dive way more into that um, in a future episode, but this is a great place to start. So let's focus on being present while we eat. And you know, being present and mindful isn't just is so powerful, but it's not just important when we're eating, but also in our relationships and friendships. And that leads us to living in community. Living in community and growing with friends and family and relationship is something I've worked on and struggled with for over 10 years. You see, I've lived in five states and moved across the country six times in the last decade. And each time I've moved, I've left a community of friends and family that I love and treasure. And it's so hard seeing your people doing fun things and enjoying your old town when you're not a part of the fun. And because of social media, I felt that over and over. Until I realized that if I want to build lasting relationships, and I must be present and intentional. And in my case, that doesn't mean I can always be physically present, but it does mean that I can be intentional about connecting with my people. Years ago, when I moved to Memphis for the first time, I had a friend say something profound to me. And yes, I said the first time because as I mentioned, I've moved to Memphis about three times in my adult life, but that's a different story for a different day. But let's get back to my friend. See, I had been in Memphis for just a few months. And I was a bit bothered that I hadn't made a great group of girlfriends. And a wise friend told me, Gwen, you have to be the friend that you want to have. That's the only way you're going to have the friendships that you want. And y'all, those words shook me. You see, before I lived in Memphis, 
all of my friends in high school and college developed due to proximity. You know, we all live in the same dorm, and we like kind of like the same things, so let's be friends. Or we're all part of the same organization or club or sport, so obviously we should be friends. But in that move to Memphis, it was the first time that I really understood that to develop friendships, I had to step out of my comfort zone and be a friend and be a present friend. So today, I challenge you to be a present friend. One way to ensure that you're being present with new and old friends is to give them your complete attention when you're together. That means letting go of the busyness of the day and putting away your phone. This really helps you focus on the person across from you and thoughtfully engaging in conversation. If you're watching TV together or movie together, watch something that interests everyone and will spark interesting conversation. And I promise this is easier than you think. You see, after COVID happened and my husband and I found ourselves at home all the time with, you know, a lot to do, but nothing to do all at the same time, we found ourselves watching TV and like scrolling on our phones constantly, daily. But what we realized after a bit of time was that that wasn't serving us or our relationship well. So we have dedicated nights where we do watch TV, but it has to be a show that interests us. And like I said, sparks interesting conversation. So right now we're watching West Wing. And obviously we're probably the only people on earth who haven't seen West West Wing from the start to finish. But I'll tell you, the show's pretty timeless and very interesting. And we don't just watch and turn the TV off. I mean, we do watch and turn the TV off, but then we try to spend about 10 minutes or so kind of recapping the recapping the episode and talking through like what that looks like today or what we think it might look like because neither neither of us are uh, political experts. But it gives us something to talk about that doesn't relate to our toddler or doesn't relate to the work that we do or the things that are around our home. It really gives us a way to expand our mind and communicate and connect with each other. So those are, that's just one way that you can love your friends well and your relationships well and nurture them. Just choose to be present. Now that we've covered how to love your community well, let's look at a way to nurture your soul. If you're like me, last November you were kicking off the fall at home with your immediate family or your chosen COVID bubble. But there was no in-person school, few if any extracurricular activities, many restaurant and dining rooms were closed, and so there was a lot of working from home. And now that I think about it, it was more in some ways like a forced timeout or mandatory rest. There was no need for getting dressed for work in the morning, new clothes, or fancy shoes. And I don't know about you, but for the first time in a long time, I regularly wore workout clothes as daily wear and pretty much stopped wearing makeup. Because I didn't need to get ready and commute to work, I also had time to be intentional about caring for my soul, and I started journaling again. You see, each morning I would spend 10 to 15 minutes away from all distractions, and I write. And I don't mean typing on my keyboard with a Word doc. I mean actually writing in a journal with a pen. When was the last time you took pen to paper? And after doing this for the past year, I can tell you there's something therapeutic and very special about writing it all out. And I invite you to join me. 
the fourth habit to kick off your healthy living journey is putting pen to paper and letting go of your thoughts. If you've never journaled before or haven't in a while, don't worry, I'll walk you through my process here. If you've never really journaled or haven't in a while, don't worry, I'll walk you through the process that I go through every morning now on the podcast. Okay, the process. So each day I start with three things that I'm thankful for, and I just list them out. And there's no wrong answer here. Sometimes I'm thankful for a great conversation with a friend, time with my sweet daughter, or a husband that brings home flowers for no reason. Other times I'm thankful for the warm sun. The idea is that we really just sit and appreciate what God has given us. Next, I list two things that are heavy on my heart. You know those things that you don't want anyone to know, but you need to get off of your chest? Well, those are the things. Those are the two things that I write down. And then I wrap up my journaling session by reflecting on how I can love myself well today. And you know, every day that means something different. Sometimes it's a few sentences about a special moment I don't want to forget. Sometimes it's a note to myself about that today won't be as hard as yesterday. And other days, it's just a note for me to stop and do something special for myself, like have a special cup of coffee or a reminder to celebrate an accomplishment. But again, there's no wrong answer. This space is for you to unpack your thoughts. And that's it. My journaling practice helps me to see the good, unburdens my heart, and gives me a time to check in and intentionally move closer to my calm heart and mind. And I want you to have those things too. So that is how I check in on my soul and nurture my soul on a daily basis. And there's so much more, again, that I can go into today, but this is where we're going to get started. Wow, we've covered a lot of ground today. And these are just a few things that I found helpful in my health and wellness journey, and I hope you do too. So let's recap. There are four pillars of the Fit Body Healthy Soul framework. Move your body, eat well, live in community, and nurture your soul. Within those four pillars, we talked about four habits to kick off your healthy living journey. Move three times a day for 10 minutes or one three-minute session daily for two days this week. Be present while you're eating. Let's turn off those phones and enjoy every bite of food that we have in front of us. Next, be present when you're with your people. Put away your phones, engage in conversation, and be all in to connect. The next thing and the last thing to nurture our soul is journaling. Let's take 10 to 15 minutes at the start of each day to write. Start with just a few things that you're thankful for, two things that are, that are burdening your heart, and then jot down how you can love yourself well today. Don't forget, y'all, this is not an exercise in perfection. There will be stumbling blocks and setbacks, and that's okay. This is your health and wellness journey, not your health and wellness perfection journey. Your role in this journey is to give yourself grace, pick yourself up, and keep going. I'm so honored that you're here, and I cannot wait to cheer you on and equip you with more practical tools toward your healthiest self. If you liked what you heard today, make sure to follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform. Connect with me at fitbodyhealthysoul.com 
and on Instagram at fitbody.healthysoul. And if you really like what we're doing here, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. This helps others learn about Fit Body Healthy Soul. I'm so excited to be on this journey with you as we make room for what brings you joy while adding healthy habits to your life.